0: And That's how he's planned it. He said, "You know, we grow together into this, into this place that God likes to occupy, and um, and that's what we're here for today. <clears throat> you know, Jesus is here, but He wants to get in the middle of us. He wants to be a part of everything that we're doing. And uh, man, He goes to Montana. He goes to Iowa. So good. To, so good to have people. He goes to the Gulf. What's that?" Eagles to the bay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the things that we are, our hearts get caught, caught up with, he's put those things there, and it's part of who we are. Um, but there's, there's, there's something that's inside of each one of us. We started talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and it kind of hit me. There's, Paul actually talked about grace, receiving grace in vain. And so I began to, uh, I saw that. And then also about, uh, and we spent a week on that. I encourage you to go back and look at that because, man, it's important. We have enough grace for everything, but we have to activate the grace. There's an activation that we have to get involved with for it to, for it, it to be a blessing. And uh, same thing with this thing that God has put on the inside of us. Each, each one of us, I'm so grateful. You know, when it comes to women, I'm viva la difference, you know. It's, but, uh, man, man. Women are different, you know. <laughs> what is that? Women are from Mars and men are from Venus, or did or did I get the planets up, mixed up or something? I don't know. But uh, but amazing. what's that? We are amazing. You're amazing. And you know what? It, 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 it's it's like my wife. Sometimes she says, you know, uh, you haven't done this at all. And I said, well, I did it before I met you, like cooking and stuff like that. And it's like, but if you're gonna do it, why should I do it? It's like. <laughs> I've even found that out sometimes when it comes to driving. I, 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 you know, um, if when I get behind the wheel, both of us are driving. So I I, I said, well, "There's no use in both of us driving. Why don't you just drive?" So then I go to sleep. You know, <laughs> but each one of us have things that, that that are God's put on the inside of us that are. He, he He's a master builder. He He's a master designer, and He's put things on the inside of us that are. are are significant. And you know, uh, man, I've been watching some of this sports stuff, and these people take it to a a level that is just amazing. And and what they've gone through to get to that place, because they were born with that, but it wasn't enough to just be born. This is kind of what I want to talk to you today, because our calling, the thing that God has put on the inside of us, it was there when we were born. And, And it's kind of like when we get born again, everything that we need is already ours in Christ, but it needs to be activated. It needs to, be, we, we have to do our part for it to be drawn out. You know, these these amazing tennis players, these basketball players, these football players, these, these people, they were born with that. Mahomes was born with that. But you know what? He went through a whole bunch to be able to do that. Man, he does crazy stuff. It's just amazing. And, and, and he's revealing what he did between the time he was born. and 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 then he gets out on that. That to perform, you had to have gone through something. You, he activated in his dad and people around us. This is why God's put us in a body. We're supposed to be activating these things. Is p- partly where I want to get to with this is what God's put on the inside of us. You know, you can you can take it to a wonderful level on on in, in the natural. Uh, but but even athletes like there's there's a. <laughs> Uh, 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 the Buffaloes. Okay, I'll just give this a real quick example. But the, the Colorado Buffaloes, and everybody, you know, I talked about this on Wednesday, but, you know, they, win. they won this, uh, they, they beat a team last week and then they won again yesterday. And they have this coach, it's just a wild coach. I mean, he's crazy. Some people like him and some people don't like him. But one thing he does is he doesn't just see what he's being successful in the natural with as just that. He sees it as an opportunity to glorify God, and he gives God the glory for it. And you know what? He might win a national championship, he might do something, but the biggest thing he's doing with his his calling is not winning a game, it's winning people. Winning people to the one that he serves. And God wants that for all of us. We're supposed to be successful, we're supposed to do things well. But how do we get to where it's actually what God wants? And sometimes we don't know, maybe, especially in different phases of our life, there might be something that God's wanting to draw us into. And and, you know, you find this, uh, we go through, it's it's like decades kind of have different uh, phases that you go through, you know, it's like you... um, your 20s, you know, that's when you're supposed to be spawning children and all that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> you're supposed to be, and, and then you get into your 30s. That's when your metabolism starts slowing down. That's when things start looking a little different. You get into your four, You know, every, and, and, and I found out that actually I have to start adjusting uh, 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 even how I see God involved in my life because things change. And so I need to be in tune to that. what, how is God wanting to take who I am and make it more than I can ever do myself and make it something that I don't have to give up on? Here's what happens a lot of times. We, we have these things going on in our life and, and, and we can get into a different phase and, and those things aren't as big a deal anymore. And then now what are you gonna do? You, know, you just give up? You just start, you know, going into coast? Or is there still something God has for you? You know? and God says if I've put something there I want it to be something that's going to be of worth okay so we looked at this last week and, and I want to look at this I'm I'm going to go at least at least 3 sessions on this because I I don't think it's something that we can just start analyzing ourselves if we're going to get in God involved in it we're going to have to hang out with him and and and, and see what he has to say about it in a way that's going to that we can take on into our life. It's going to not just be a nice sermon, but it's going to have to become a part of our life, right? So we looked at last week. Uh, God's designed us this way. He's put these things on the inside of us. And, and, and the, the way he, we enter into this, the initial step we take is just answering his call to come. Uh, this might seem kind of simple, and and I know we have like, like elder people in the body of Christ today. You know, you, you've been around forever, but it, it's like I'm taking this seriously myself. Uh, God says, you know what? If you're going to find out about you, and about fulfilling how I've made you, I first of all just need you to come to me. And we 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 sang this song today. It's a wonderful song. You know, I draw near. <laughs> You know, I'm going to come to you. You call me. That one phrase in there, you're calling to me to come. Hey, this isn't just people that have never known him. This is us. He's saying, come, come to me now. <laughs> Why? Why? Because we have everything else going on around us, pressing in upon us, saying this is what you need to, and, and even when we, we, we don't realize it, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a pressing in of the world upon us. Family, you know, jobs, politics, you know, entertainment. It's all kind of coming in upon us. And God says, as long as your biggest influence is other things in the world, how in the world are you going to get my input on you, on your calling? Okay. So he says, first of all, I just, I'm calling to you. To get your calling, you first have to respond to His call, and we went over that last week. I encourage you to take a look at that. So, why is that so necessary? Because it's it's kind of like, man, I get all these um, get all these ads. You know that I don't I don't. It's probably this AI stuff that they're putting me in a category as what I am. I'm a 63 year old man. That needs to take care of my body. So So I get the, what are they doing? They're they're calling to me. They say, if you'll come to me, I will turn you in to this. This guy that has a bag of rocks on his stomach. You know, it's like. (laughs) 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 But, But it's not enough to just get the information. They want you to come to them. Because you will not do it on your own. You just won't. You'll you'll try and you'll fail. But if you come and you listen to us every day, our podcast, our our videos, you watch what we have. Why? Because until you come and actually become influenced by the one that's given you the information, you will just keep on the path that you're on. There is truth to that, as much as I don't like it. I want to do it myself. And this is how we are. God, I'm just gonna ask you to be a part of what I've already got going on. And he's saying, I want you to come to me and I want you to become part of what I've got going on because you never really find out the fullness of the purpose for who you are until it's a part of something bigger than who you are. Amen? (laughs) So... I want to look at this. So, so we've answered the call. We've clicked submit. We've filled in our email address. We're, we're saying, God, here I am. And it's what is that going to be, though? It's not just going to be some mystical, okay, God, I'm here now. And us start to do something in me, right? I kind of want to look now. Why is it so necessary to come to him? And what should be happening? What's his idea of what should be happening when we do come to him? You know, it's so wonderful this relationship that we get to have with the Almighty God. He's the creator of the universe. And and what I think is really wonderful is we don't have to come to Him presuming to be religious in some way. We don't have to like put on another voice. He's our Father. We do need to be real, we need to be transparent. God, I have this thing going on, but I think it's really cool that you don't kick me out because I've got this thing going on. You let me come in right now. And I come in right now, and I'm saying, God, I want to be affected by how great you are. I don't want to just have you, a God out there that I, I say, come help me with what I'm doing. No, I want to come in and say, God, I'm impressed with what you're doing. I'm impressed with how big you are. Yes, yes. Amen? Amen? All right. So let me get to my first Scripture here, what happens then when we answer the call to come into his presence? Because this is part of the process of finding out our calling. And I don't think we need, we, we can be secure in, in, in what God's already given us, but we should always be saying, God, what next? Right. That's what I think was cool about uh, Paul. You know, he gets knocked off the horse with the light, you know, and, and he, has, he has this amazing revelation of actually what happened in Christ. The other apostles didn't get this. He actually had to go off to Egypt for three years by himself. And he said, I got this directly from Jesus. And now he gets this amazing ministry. He's speaking to churches and everything else. And then he hit 50. No, I don't don't know what the decade was. (laughs) But all of a sudden, God says, I need you to go be in prison. What? I've gone to... I've gone to school, I've studied all about the, the law and I've got all this information and you, you taught me three years in Egypt and now you want me to go to prison. And he said, man, I'll go there. He had people prophesying, don't go there, don't go there, you're gonna be bound. And he said, no, but this is what God, why? Because of what we're gonna talk about today. He went to the presence of God and God says, what you, how you see yourself isn't necessarily what I need you To utilize it in the way that you think so. Okay. Now, I I know I'm talking to the choir. You're already doing all this. But, man, there should be a a willingness to say, God, when I get in your presence, I want to see me different. I want to let how you see me adjust how I see me. Okay. So what should happen when we get in his presence? From him comes Desire and ability, and this is what I want to look at, because until you get a, until you get your want to hooked up with God's want to, you're not going to do anything at all. <laughs> Man, I found this out with music. It's like I was a guitar teacher for a while, you know, and, and uh, I went, I went to college, I studied classical guitar in college, classical guitar performance. I actually got a degree in it, so. Part of what I can do with that is teach somebody else. Except for my perspective of what playing the guitar is, it's quite a bit different than what little kids are. You know, they've watched some video, you know, they've listened to some rock and roll. They come in to me and they they have some rock and roll song, you know, that they wanted to learn, you know. So I would have to go home, listen to the guitar. Yeah, that's what I wanna do, yeah. Learn the song that they want me to teach them, and then I go through the whole process of learning what it is. And you know what? They don't really want to play the guitar <laughs> because they come back the week later, and you find out that they're coming to your to take lessons from you because their parents have some idea that that's some responsibility that they have to make you. <laughs> make their kid learn something, right? Because if the kid doesn't want to, this is the thing that I don't relate to. And, and just kind of a... <laughs> my parents never told me to practice. I, <laughs> I, I, took, I took the lessons that... I had a guitar teacher that didn't even play the guitar. He had taken a guitarless guitar class in college. He was, the, he was the drama teacher in high school. He just knew what book I needed to get. Oh, no. But you know what? I I, I I never had to be told. Why? Because I wanted to. And here's the biggest thing. We can come to church all the time. We can be told what God wants for our life. We all this kind but till we want to, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. we're not going to do anything. Right. Yeah. We're just going to say, yeah, but this is what I like to do. Yeah. Nothing against fly fishing. But our life needs to be driven towards God in the same way it's driven towards other things. At some degree. Even if he's going to take fly fishing and make it a part of what he's wanting to do. Because he'll do that. But we're going to have to see everything we're doing in a different light. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be a calling that God is blessing. Okay. (laughs) So. What happens in his presence is who we are begins, our want to begins to be affected. What we want to do. And you don't get this by just hearing people talk about it. You get it in his presence. And what happens also is He works on your ability to fulfill that. He'll actually make us better at what what he's called us to do. (laughs) All right. Philippians 2.13. For God is at work within you, helping you want to obey. Now, and we're gonna see what this is as we go along here. But And then helping you to do what he wants. So what's so important is we get in there and he, now he begins to affect what we want in his presence. All right, let's look at this next one. Personal identity is lost in his. So here, here's some of the keys that need to take place. If we're gonna get, if, if God's gonna be able to utilize who we are, there's gonna to have to need need to be a loss of identity about it being about us and about Christ living in us, right? Remember what it says? It's, uh, I believe it's Galatians 2.20, right? Um, I've been crucified with Christ. I don't live any longer, but now Christ is living in me. Well, that's kind of key here. (laughs) Now, What's important is not my identity anymore. It's his, right? But let's look at 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 209. I've got some passages for you here today because I believe just one of these verses is not gonna be enough. I wanna get the context a little bit. And let's draw this out as we go, can't we? All right, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Well, that doesn't sound very good. So he's not calling me mighty. He's not calling me noble. (laughs) If he's calling me. Now, I'm going to come back to this in just a second. But let's look at this. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. All right. So this is what I, I, I saw this last week when I was first sharing this. Because it says, many are called, but few are chosen. So what's the difference between somebody that's called and somebody that's chosen? It's that first thing. We're called to come into his presence, aren't we? Yeah. Everybody in the world today is called to come into his presence. It's kind of like when they said, all right, we're gonna have, we're gonna, they, they put out a call to the whole school. They say, all right, Everybody that wants to play on the football team, you got to show up at this time, right? Everybody's called, right? But who gets chosen? The ones that show up. Is that right? I believe this is very similar. And, and, and And this passage is talking about this. When you do show up, and you find this, when you got a good coach, we, this coach that we were talking about uh, for the Buffaloes, when, when you got somebody show, uh, showing up or, 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 you know, in the military does this all the time too. When you show up, you better lose your identity when you show up. They cut off your hair, start telling you to look just exactly like, no, you're special, but you better look just like that guy next to you, Right? And until you conform to that, until you lose your identity, you can't take on what you're supposed to be doing. That's good. Is that right? Yeah, that's good. And I, you know, I saw this passage in a different way. It's like, he's not saying that you, you aren't a wonderful person. He just says, you don't show up being noble. You don't show up saying, this is what I have to offer. You don't show up in your own might, your own ability, right? But you show up saying, man, Apart from you, I'm a fool. <laughs> Apart from what you have to give me here, there is nothing for me, right? He says, not many not many mighty, not many noble are called. Why? Because he's calling somebody that's ready to be changed. He's, he's calling people. Everybody, he said, come into my presence. But when you get here, I need you to be ready to not just be you anymore. I need you to become something that you could never be on your own. You can never be until you come to me. But for that to happen, you got to lose who you think you might be. Do you see this? So personal identity has to be lost if we're going to actually have it be activated with a God calling. Can we see this? Are we all together? All right. (laughs) All right. So the first thing we do is we we lose this identity. And then what, what do we do? Did you know that everybody in this place has a glory? Yes. You know, it's something you say to your wife when you want her to really, you know, get ready to kiss you or something. You say, man, you're glorious today, right? <laughs> right? And sometimes they have different kinds of glories. You know, like when they're pregnant, they have a wonderful different glory, you know? <laughs> there were times it was that way, Yeah. <laughs> It's glorious. It's wonderful. It's not the same as it was, you know, right when you first saw them. It's a different glory, but it's all right. All right. All right. Who we are is our glory. What we're experiencing, what we're what what, and that's why it's relevant. You know, when a when a woman's pregnant, I mean, she's. She's part of a creation process. It's amazing, you know? And in, in, that, in that period of time when, the, when that child is developed, that's a glory that she takes on that, again, viva la difference. I'm thank, thankful I don't have to do that. But, but there's who we are is our glory. And here's what happens when we come to, into his presence is we get to see who he is. And it says, when you behold his glory, you're changed from your glory into his glory. That's good. Right? This is necessary. If we're, if we're going to get towards our calling, what God has for us, there has to be an experience of his glory that overwhelms ours. Yeah. Because whether we realize it or not, we, we're carrying around this perception of who we are. That is our glory, our own perception of our glory. (laughs) Do you see this? So when we come into his presence, there needs, what will happen there, when we're really there, when we're really fixated on him, we'll get an encounter with his glory that will affect ours. And this is integral to our calling, okay? Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.13. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, beloved, uh, brethren beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for. So what is it For. The obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm grateful, you know, that we become new creations, that we be, but there's an obtaining of God's glory. You know, we experience, I, I believe this when we're worshiping here together. I don't know if you, you you sense it or if you're aware or not, but God's glory is Experienced in a special way when we're when we're praising him, when we're magnifying him. It, it's, it's very much a part of what we're talking about. This is what should happen when we're coming together, and this is why we need this, this coming together thing, is because there's an encounter of God's glory yeah. that has a purpose yes. of transforming ours. Yes. Amen. Until our glory is overwhelmed by His, it's gonna be limited. Greatly limited to only what we can do ourselves. God says, I have something bigger. But you're going to have to be overwhelmed by my glory. And that happens in my presence. Okay? All right. What else happens there? With abiding is acquiring his will. What do we do when we come into the presence of God? We're doing this right now to some extent. We're opening up the word of God, right? Man, we sang about this. The the last song we sang, remember what is it said? You said it, I believe it, right? You know, what's really wonderful about that statement is it's you said it. What's implied there? You're talking to him. You're in his presence, right? You're not talking about him. You're not talking about him to somebody else. You're in his presence, you're talking, you said it. I believe it. Yep. Okay, so what happens? What's significant about coming to him when he calls us is now what's gonna happen. We're just gonna sit there and get to be whatever we want. We can think whatever we wanna think. We can keep acting how we're... no, now we're gonna hear what he has to say. Yeah. And we're either going to obey it we're going to obey it. Let's don't put either there. We're, we're going to obey it, right? Amen? <laughs> but when we obey it, what's happening? We've encountered his glory. We've lost our own identity. And now we're in a position to take on whatever he says and let it become who we are. Amen? John 15, 7. If you abide. What does it take to abide? You got to come. got to say, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to abide here. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So this means that you're not really, what's a disciple? That's somebody that's, that's being disciplined to God's calling. Amen? It's somebody that's given up their way you know, anybody that's disciplined in anything has given up their own way for one that's been given to them. Is that right? You've given up your way for something else. says, So what happens when we come to him, we're going to get what he has to say about things, right? Uh, what I like about this is what it does is it changes. It's like Buddy was saying. We start to speak to things differently now because of what it's done to us. And we'll see how this affects us. What happens when, when, when Jesus' words are spoken to us and we're receiving them, they're changing how we see things. And we're not just seeing something that we're wishing anymore. We're hearing what God said. And now we're saying, if he said it, then it's going to happen. So now what comes out of my mouth is no longer just what I'm saying. It's what he said. Amen? So you can expect it to happen if it's what he said. But that doesn't happen if these words aren't abiding. Not just things that we heard somewhere that we're we're thinking are nice thoughts. They're things that abide. That means you're going to meditate on them day and night so that you can make your way prosperous so you can have good success, right? That's gonna come in his presence. Man, I, I wanna encourage us. Honoring the presence of God it's not just putting on a Chris Tomlin's record. It's not just finding a nice worship Spotify channel. It's saying, if God said something, I want to find out what that is. The word will come alive to me. It's, it's, my, it's my bread. It's, it's my sustenance. I, I, I don't live without it. <laughs> I'm hungry for the word of God. Why? Why? it feeds who I am. It feeds this one that I've, I'm in his presence. You're not honoring his presence if you're not honoring his word. <laughs> it's, it's very disrespectful to come into the presence. To recognize the presence of God and disregard what he has to say. You know what I mean? So. But this has to, it, it's not gonna be apart from his presence either, though, because there's a lot of scholars of the word, isn't there? That really aren't changed in who they are. They're just, man, you can get on Facebook right now and you get into all kinds of bantering about all kinds of stuff. That's not bringing any fruit. And there's the key. He says, I desire for you to bear much fruit. What does that sound like? That sounds like you taking that thing that God's put on the inside of you and it for it to be activated yeah. to bear God fruit, not just you fruit. Yes. <laughs> and here's part of the key here. Because God, God wants to take our calling and make it about something way beyond us. God wants to produce for his glory through us. <laughs> Amen? All right, let's go to this next one. So what else happens? Um, John 15, 10. With answered call, answer, answered call to come is abiding where his will is heard. So what happens when we're getting these words? We're not just getting nice nice fancy words. Man, There's again, there's so many fancy words out there. Boy, we got quotes all the time, man. They're put in some kind of... I don't even know, it's Instagram stuff or something, you know, where, oh, Plato said this, you know, and so-and-so said this, <laughs> and, and it might be a nice thought, but it's not the will of God, and what we get in his presence by his word is his will, yes. right? Okay, John fifteen ten. If you keep my commandments, so that means you've heard something from him. He said, do this, right? Yeah. And you don't just say, that's, that's, that's a good idea. I'll get around to that sometime. No, you say, no, you, you act on it, right? And every time you act on it, what you're doing is you're reinforcing his will. Yeah. Not, not just his will, but, but you're reinforcing who he is on the inside of you, okay? You will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. What does that sound like? That sounds like I'm completing what I've been made to do, right? This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. That's it? You know, Jesus said, if you could just love, everything else would fall into place, right? He said the whole law is fulfilled in this one thing, just just love. And we can say, yeah, that's good, that's, that's really good. But how does that happen? We do not do it alone. We only do it in Him. We only do it when we come to Him, right? He said, but what happens when we act on that? Not. Not that, yeah, yeah, I really feel love just oozing out of the inside of me, and I just can't help it. I just, I just love. No. Why does he command us to? Because we don't feel it oozing out of the inside of us, and we feel something else, and we say, no, I'm going to love instead, right? And every time we do that, what we're doing is giving up our will for his will, right? And there's a process of a transformation of our will that's taking place right now. Remember? <laughs> He's working on us. He's working on our will. Till we get our will in line with his will, our call is never going to be in line with his call. Right? Greater love has no one than this, than than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father have been made known to you, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. So this is what we find in his presence, that the purpose for my calling is not to exalt my glory. It's not to exalt me. It's not for me to feel good about myself. The purpose of my calling is to love. And this is the key. This is what we get. When we come to him, we get the reason for our existence. And it's to love. (laughs) Amen? What does that mean? That the whole purpose for what I'm going to set my life, my my energies, my practicing, and everything else to, is for somebody else to discover God as a result of what I'm doing. And this is kind of the crux of where I want to get with all this, is God has a reason for our existing right now. And it's not just us. I mean, he he cares about us. But when we are blessed the way God has designed for us to be blessed, its purpose is not just stopping with us. You know what that is? That's a dammed up river that's going to get stinky and nasty. Right? What he wants is for us to be a river that's flowing. And the whole purpose of it is to bring fruit to somebody else. Can you see that? How critical that is. That's what we find when we get close to the Father's heart. We don't get just pats on the back. You're good the way you are. I don't need anything else out of you. No, no. He says, I need you to grow. I need you to be. I need you to produce for my glory. And you will be lifted up when you do. But as long as it's about us, it never gets to be His calling. Amen. All right. Are y'all doing all right? This is good stuff. Amen. Man, I, I want to have God's calling on my life, and 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 you know, I just just personally, these things have been hangups for me. I, I think they just are for us as, as humans, right? They, it's, it's so much about me don't you get tired of things being about you it's like oh goodness I, and you ask God just take this away please just and he, he says, come unto me all you who uh, are weary and heavy laden and I'll, I'll give you rest I'll take my yoke up what is that that's taking up his calling you just start doing what he needs you say God it's not my will but it's your will to be done I'm going to just align my will with yours father and he says, oh, good, finally. <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. I got this passage. And this kind of just, this is the last one. This, this kind of paints it all together. And so let's read through this. The reason that gives a calling its worth, okay? And this is the whole thing that I think we need to go to God with. It's like, what is the reason? I, I I know, you know, I have, we're parents, right? And I found that, God's even working on this with me. It was my, The whole reason I was a parent was not to... Uh, feel good about myself. (laughs) is to impart something fresh and new into them. And I'm still called to that. Amen? And I I still need God to help me with that. I'm still going to find it most in his presence. Not in feeling bad that I didn't do something. But in going to him and say, God, okay, take me where I am right now. Let's do something with where I am right now. And and, and, and show me which way to go. And he said, man, I got some things I'd like to say to you. <laughs> right? And when he says them, we says, yes, sir. We begin to act on that. And it's always going to be love. Love is always going to be the answer. But what that is, it's going to be beyond us. Amen? All right, let me just read this. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, anybody encouraged to be in Christ? Yeah, isn't it wonderful? If any comfort from his love, and this is where it comes, we love because he loves us. That's why we have to get in his presence to find this, right? Mm -hmm. If any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. So it's not enough to just get into his presence and just glorify him. We take on his mind. Mm -hmm. We take on his way, don't we? He says, make my joy complete by taking on the same thing that you're finding there in his love. Having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Yeah, that means everything about that. what I'm setting my heart and my life to accomplish, it can't be for me, right? Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. He said, "Let that same mind be in us." Would you say that Jesus fulfilled his calling? How did He fulfill His calling? By healing? By doing miracles? That was part of it, but that wasn't the fulfillment of it. Was when did He fulfill it? When He laid His life down. Amen. And he's saying this for us, and I just encourage us. God, God's taking us there, amen? <laughs> it's not something that, that, that we have to feel condemned or anything about, but God's said, okay, I just want you to understand that I want to do miracles for you. Yeah. I want to raise the dead. Mm-hmm. But you know, all of that is nothing mm-hmm. without love. Right. Amen? He said, just let this mind be in you is in Christ, when you consider each other, that it's not going to be about me. It's not going to be about my calling. The whole purpose of my calling is to lay myself down for somebody else. And you don't get to your calling until that's the purpose of it. Amen? Can we see this? So it's so important to come to him. Amen? But what happens when we get there? Things change, don't they? His glory affects us. Right? Hallelujah. And now our perspective of everything changes. The reason I exist is no longer me. The reason I'm, I'm going to excel at something isn't for my own vision. The reason I'm going to lay my life down is for people. Amen? And I believe, God, I believe this is, is necessary for us, especially as a church body, me as a pastor. God wants to do things in the world around us. And sometimes, especially in church, we can get so much about us. What we want to believe God for ourselves, And the whole purpose of growing spiritually is to take somebody else. That's right. Amen? Yeah. It's, it's my, my whole purpose in, in being successful now is so that I can lay it all down for somebody else. Now, this doesn't sound very glorious, but it's a glory. And what, it, what God likes and what he does, he says, this is what I want you to do. I don't, want you, I don't want you to feel made to do it. In fact, I'm not going to make you to do it. You have to want to. And we're going to take you easily. First of all, I'm just going to say, come to me. You'll like just coming to me. But know that when you do, be aware and by faith take on this attitude that it's not just going to be me and God anymore. It's going to be my calling. Everything that he's made me to be now has a purpose, has a real reason. You know this is so sad. Um, I don't know. Have you ever read uh, Steve Jobs? He he did like a a statement right before he passed away, and just how everything is meaningless. You know, as much as he accomplished, you know, how, how the only things that really mattered were family. And I, I forget everything that he said, but but uh, our our lives can be complete in what we can do in this, in this world. But they will just be in vain if they don't take on what God has for them. That's right. Amen? That's right. And we find this in his presence only, in his word. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Does this speak to your heart today? Yeah. Can we embrace this? Because God wants to do some things in us that it's going to require It's going to require saying, God, I want your calling for my life. I'm going to be everything that you call me to be, but I don't want to let it be about me anymore. I don't want to let it stop with me anymore. You want to bear fruit through me. And I give you everything about me right now. I'm ready to lay it all down if I need to. I'm ready to go to prison if I need to. I'm ready to go to the cross if I need to. You know, most of the apostles laid down their lives, you know? And, and, and sometimes I think, man, how, how in the world did they... they? did it because they got into this place with God. They, they saw their life is not worth anything unless, unless it's being laid down for his purpose. Amen? Boy, this doesn't make you want to jump up and shout and rejoice as much, right? <laughs> but it's the truth, isn't it? It's what we need. And there's more reward in this than there is in anything that we can gain in this world. Amen? And we're going to go towards it, aren't we? Praise God.